Hi, everybody. This is Dyer with Northwest Nerd, and welcome to our second podcast in a special series on Renton City Comic Con, a partnership between Northwest Nerd and RenCon, which is, by the way, September 15th and 16th at Hotel Interurban in Tequila this year. One highlight will be the cosplay there. Actually, not just one of the highlights, there will be a lot of cosplay attractions incorporated into this one convention. And that's what we're talking about in this episode, RenCon, and its place in the region's cosplay scene, why it pays so much attention to crafters, builders, prop makers, and a lot more. We are not only going to get into why people create these costumes, but the contest they enter and the whole cosplay family that has emerged in the Northwest. And that's what they call it. It is a family. And stay tuned because while I had the ear of a few cosplay experts, I got them to provide some advice on how to best compete in a cosplay contest. Why do I build the cosplays? Why do I count the hours? Why do I uh, do all the creations? Um, I sew cosplay so I don't murder people. Meet Renee. She is a Northwest-based cosplayer. I need some sanity. I need some balance in my life. My job is stressful. My job can be really difficult. And I just need a way to come home, calm down, relax. And sewing is that outlet. Sewing is a way for me to be able to put my job aside, have a creative outlet, and be able to do something. And then I can take my creative works and feel proud of it. This is something tangible that I see and that I do. And then there's a cosplay community. There are people, there are friends, and there's days where things have been hard and difficult. And there's people that have come around and encouraged me and supported me through that. And I've, it's called a con family that have come and helped me through that. The other side of it is the competition. I'm competing against myself. I want to prove upon myself. Is this creativity, is this cosplay as meditation? In a way? Some of it is meditation. So when I was building Kaylee, I hand measured and hand pleated every single ruffle that you see on that dress. And so there was a lot of meditative repetition. And there's times where it's calming. And it's nice just to, I didn't have to think about it. And I could just put on a show and just watch it through. And just not have to worry about the cares of the day. Cosplay. Costume play. It's when folks dress up as a character they are a huge fan of. And actually, like most fandoms, it gets more complicated than that, but that's the basics. And Renee has an impressive cosplay resume, competing in various contests. She placed in the 2015 Emerald City Comic Con cosplay contest with her handmade replica of a particular ball gown. The dress is from the Shindig episode of... The classic Firefly. Oh, she's she's a beauty. She is five feet wide, and I'm five two tall. So she is nearly as wide as I am tall. 
She actually also placed in Northwest Nerd's last Emerald City Comic Con after party, where we had a cosplay contest, and she placed with this dress. Now, Renee is not alone. Maybe not on the whole murder thing, but there is a surprising number of cosplayers in the Northwest who have created a network of builders, crafters, costumers, and so forth. It's diverse, with people who might otherwise have never run into each other, if not for this fandom that they share. They craft, they model, they compete in contests, and they have cool names. Renee goes by the handle Pixie Bomber. Or take Laura Tail Cosplay, which is actually a husband and wife cosplay team. Megan sews and wears the costumes, and her husband builds the props. Um, so my name would be Megan. Uh, go by Laura Tail Cosplay. Uh, it's actually the last name of my character on Final Fantasy XIV. It's a good way to just kind of express how uh, much I love some of the, the shows and games that, that I enjoy and the characters. Um, and also just more broadly, I really enjoy sewing and, and making these props and learning all these different skills. Um, I choose my cosplays half because I like the character, but also half because they have some sort of challenge in the costume. Both Renee and Megan have brought their costumes to various conventions and Comic-Cons, which is kind of the point. There's this communal aspect, meeting up with other cosplayers, talking shop, sharing tips, and then there is this competition aspect, cosplay contest of various kinds. So last year was my first time at Rencon, and the year before that, my husband and I had done a lot of like big-scale traveling to conventions like Anime Expo down in California, um, PAX East over in Boston, and so we thought that it'd be really nice to just kind of stay more local for a year and go to some of the smaller ones that we haven't been to before. One such smaller convention was Renton City Comic Con, Rencon. She got a dose of what Rencon was about last year. I really enjoyed it. It seemed like it had a lot of heart. Um, I really appreciate the focus on local makers. Um, and there, there was a nice area where a lot of the, the local makers had their own booths to show off what they've been doing. It was definitely a really good small community vibe. This, to me, sums it up. Last year, we had these amazing cosplay judges and VIP guests and all these top-name cosplayers. And somebody walked up to me and they said, how in the world did you get all these amazing cosplayers to come to your con? And I said, they're my friends. I asked them and they came. This is Brian Morris. Remember in our first feature on RenCon, founder Ben Andrews, he was recalling meeting these two guys, Emilio and Brian, who knew all the cosplayers? Well, that's this Brian. He is one of RenCon's founders. And I was talking with him recently about this special series on Comic-Con, and this one point came up. Cosplay. It's a major component of every fandom convention, as far as I can tell. But for RenCon, sort of feels like it's a lot more. To me, that's what's so important about this is because it has given us a place in the community to come and celebrate being a family. This is so fun. We get another big family reunion. Brian is big into the Northwest cosplay scene. He runs this cosplay and prop making shop, Zach Labs, which you might have seen at most conventions in the area. Brian is pretty entrenched in this scene, so his goal 
was to make RenCon a cosplay-centric event for this community, perhaps more so than any other Northwest event. Brad Halleck, known as BH Cosplay, explains this a bit more. You know, I was at the first RenCon, and uh, it was just, it was so neat to see that even in this small venue, cosplay was at the forefront. The second con, you know, it was awesome. You know, it's spread out over a larger area, but you still see that cosplay and that, that, that element of it in the forefront. Brad goes to a lot of conventions in the region. I've run into him at quite a few myself. And he's been a part of this RenCon cosplay family since the beginning. It's like that cool element that when you go to a Comic-Con, you know you're going to see people in costume. And at RenCon, it's not just, I'm going to see people in cosplay. There are people that are going to be highlighted in cosplay. We are putting this out there in the forefront. For RenCon, it's like... This is a huge part of Comic-Con, and it's been built up from the beginning, but let's, let's really celebrate that. Let's make a, that a focal point, and I think it really resonates with people. This year, 2018, Brad will be a judge at RenCon's cosplay contest. There will be contests for beginners and experienced cosplayers. RenCon has expanded the competition to prop makers as well. There are cosplayers out there who build the whole costume, but then there are these incredibly creative people who do these amazing just props, whether it's 3D printing or cast and molding or foam props or whatever. And a lot of times that segment of the creative world gets passed over. And so we wanted to give a shout out and give some love back to those creative people who were making those amazing accessories and props and all the stuff that goes along with these costumes. Perfect example of that is one of the guys that Brian got as a judge, Eric, and who is with Core Geek, Core Geek Creations. One of his most amazing, most recent projects was a sword from Wonder Woman. And he created this by hand, in clay. He molded it. He did several different variations of it to get it exactly how he wanted it. And that sword is perfection. But that's a perfect example of it. It's, it's, this is a guy who has dedicated hundreds of hours on a single item, a sword. This point about rewarding makers, it's a pretty big one for Rencon. Now, it should be said, cosplay is for everyone. Whether you made or bought your costume, it's all welcome at a Comic-Con. The contest aspect, however, is geared toward the makers. That's what's so wonderful about cosplay, because it takes anybody from any level of skill, any interest, any step of life, and you can all be one giant family. The cosplay contest is we are looking at individuals who have put their blood, sweat, and tears into their craft. Um, let's say that uh, there's this car enthusiast who goes out and buys this amazing car that's already finished, and he takes it to this car show, and everybody goes, wow, it's amazing. He goes, yeah, I bought it. As opposed to a guy who hand-builds a car up from scratch, and he puts all his time and effort into restoring or building this car, you go, oh, they could both be identical, but we're not judging solely the costume. 
I mean, what we're trying to do is we're making a statement about the time and effort and work that somebody has put into their craft. Let me tell you thing or two about cosplay. So let's do this. Let's get into the contest and what to know about Rencon and how it's organized its competitions. At a beginner level, somebody who had never been in a contest or maybe this was their first cosplay. And then we also had an advanced level, which would be somebody who had been in another contest before. Um, and so that's that's the structure we have for this year. Now, different cosplay contests are run in their own way, but for most, they follow a similar structure. The thing to understand about Rencon and how it organizes its contest, there is a prejudging event, and then there is a stage event. Character and presentation. Um, so there's, there's a, an aspect of craftsmanship. And then there's on the stage, how does the person... Are they in character? Do they do they present the costume well? Probably the biggest is the prejudging, though, because the judges get to get up close and they get a touch and feel, and they get to see how this craftsman put together this amazing costume. There, there's a big difference between someone who just kind of schlumps out on stage and does a little wave and doesn't imp- doesn't embody the character at all. And then they walk off stage and you have somebody that becomes the character. That's really cool to see. Um, the prejudging is definitely what I would consider to be the most important part. Because as a judge, you get to see the fine detail that like the audience will miss. Because they're sitting in an audience, they're sitting far away. The more construction that's done by the cosplayer, that's what, that's what really does it for me. You go in as much character and as much personality from the character that you want to bring. This is Renee again, a.k.a. Pixie Bomber. The whole point is to bring the character alive on stage, to personify that character. For example, in 2016, Renee entered the Rencon contest with a costume she made. It was a mashup between Cinderella and Bioshock, which she calls Little Cinderella. But some people did not grasp the concept, and so they called me Zombie Cinderella, and I just rolled with it. And her role in the cosplay contest, it didn't end with just the costume. Her contest application had fake blood on it, so the judges had an application splattered with blood. The same blood that was on her dress. And she brought this spirit to the stage when she presented. So after I presented, and then I turned around to the judges with a very... Safely sharp carbon fiber atom gun. There was one specific host who was not Brian that was on the stage. And I would, I wouldn't say chase him around on the stage, but every time I was near him, I got the point of the atom gun relatively close to him for comedic effort as a way to, as the little sisters would, try to draw Adam out of him. So it was fun to have some comedic effort on that stage. All right, so we have talked with Renee, Megan, Brian, and Brad. 
All who come at cosplay from different angles and different passion. Let's get into their experience. What tips and tricks and advice can they provide? To ease into that, a quick check-in with Renee and Megan about what they are planning for RenCon. So Saturday is officially Poison Ivy Antoinette. Inspiration came from Poison Ivy, Cycle of Life and Death, and... The second half of inspiration from the dress came from watching Sofia Coppola's Marie Antoinette. The actual designs from the dress came from Marie Antoinette's actual dress that has these rosettes on it. It's this beautiful blue dress that she has. So I've worn this dress already once in Western Championships of Cosplay. I learned from that experience. My stage presence just was lacking, and I really learned from that experience. And then I improved upon the dress doing hand embroidery, took 300 hours of sewing, doing the wig, building the stays. Uh, so the costume is, it's basically a cat girl. Um, it's just the basic outfit that if you create a cat girl in Final Fantasy 14, that's the outfit you'll be spawned in as and you change it as you go along and get your gear. Um, so it's just got a little uh, like crop top shirt and a pleated skirt and some leggings, uh, tails and an ear. Uh, I've got a few upgrades planned. It's one I've worn before, but I'm going to create an articulating tail so it kind of wags around. And uh, I'll be, uh, that's one is going to be the one I'm entering into the contest. I get really focused on the actual construction of the costume. And then usually uh, a day or two before the convention, we're like, you know, I should probably figure out my poses that I'm going to do if someone wants a photo, uh, plan out any sort of walk, anything special I'd want to do for the walk on. Um, but most of my time is really just kind of focused on finishing up those details. Um, in this one, it's repairing the props to go with it, especially. Do you ever plan out what you are going to say to the judges? Um, yeah, I'm, I tend to be very nervous in these kind of situations, so I do kind of sit down and try to think of a bit of a script. It'd be like, okay, they're going to ask me, how did you make the sword that goes with this? And so I try to you know, think back to when I made it and, and kind of outline the process in my head so that I'm prepared for the questions. Be prepared to talk yourself up. When the judges are asking you questions about your costume, that's the time to brag. Most of the time you want to be humble and be like, oh, thanks for saying my costume's cool, but you don't want to be too braggy. When the judges are talking to you, that's the time to, to really showcase your work and don't uh, sell yourself short. So that could be tip number one, be prepared, which includes being prepared to brag. And, and this is, goes against everything that we do as cosplayers, but please don't fall into the con crunch. Get your costume done well ahead of when you think you're going to need it and then wear it and see where the stress points are. See what's going to fall apart. Because when you're at a contest, you don't need that pressure of going, does anybody have any duct tape? Because my gauntlet just fell apart. Um, I always prepare a little uh, repair kit, which has some um, thread with the, the right colors for my costume, paint to touch up any details if necessary. Because not every con has a repair station. Okay, and another good tip, photos. Photos, and yes, even more photos. Reference photos. You cannot assume that judges know your costume. So the more reference photos you have that can show them that you have recreated this thing accurately and you know spot on, then that is going to help judges immensely. And it really, it can, it can benefit your score because now they have something to compare to. Uh, so, so far from what I've noticed in most costume uh, 
to the contest entry uh, forms. Uh, they'll want to know what your character is and what it's from, a brief description of the costume itself, and maybe something about yourself to, to read out as you're going across the stage. Um, some will require progress photos to prove that you made it, um, and others will not have that requirement. I always make sure to, to bring them along just in case they ask for it. And finally, have the right mentality. In one way or another, every person I spoke with mentioned something about having the right attitude when it comes to cosplay and these contests. In short, if you're not having fun, if you do not feel that community spirit, well, then you're doing it wrong. There's a lot of people who are scared to go in a competition. Come talk to me. I have actually coached people through competitions. Other cosplayers want to help and they want to support you. It's not scary. For the most part, if you ask for help, if you ask for questions, people will reach out and they'll help you. Never enter a cosplay contest with the idea that you should win or that you should even place. Enjoy the experience. Be proud of the work you do. But don't be going into it with the mindset that my stuff is the best and I should win because I think that puts you in the wrong mind frame. All you do is see other people as competition and you won't engage with them. Yeah, it's a competition. It's fun to win. But when you're in that moment, when you're around those other cosplayers, take advantage of it and learn because every single cosplayer I've ever met can teach you something. It was actually so much more fun to just hang out and talk to other cosplayers about whatever. Um, I made a bunch of friends, at, especially at Rencon, since it's mostly a lot of uh, local cosplayers. Made uh, a lot of friends there that I still hang out with outside of conventions, and we just became, you know, not just con friends, but actually friends. Realize, number one, that the judges are humans, and this is all subjective, and at the end of the day, whether you win or lose or whether you place, it's really the fact that you have been there you've engaged it you've learned this craft and everything and you know we've got four amazing judges for the costume contest but at the end of the day you know what they're just four other cosplayers and you should love yourself and your craft no matter how it turns out Okay, let's see how well I can actually get through these names. Thank you to Renee, a.k.a. Pixie Bomber, Megan, a.k.a. Loretail Cosplay, Brad, a.k.a. BH Cosplay, and Brian Morris with Rencon and Zach Labs. Music in this story was I'm a Cosplayer by Daydreamer and I Love Cosplay by Harley Gold with Club Cosplay, the Nerds Night Club. Our theme music is by the Hoot Hoots. And that wraps up this special episode of Northwest Nerd about Rencon. There is more to come, so stay tuned, and we will see you at the con. Do you not shower on a daily basis? No, no it's just kind of... Like, do you not shower at all during the week? It's usually like a, like a combination of... I mean, like, during, like, the whole week. During the whole week, it's a combination of Febreze and hand sanitizer. <laughs>